think he's an absolute bum. Welcome in to episode 51 of Barely Educated. We are here to talk about all things Bears and NFL playoffs. Joining me as always is my good friend Chris Teichler. Chris, how are you? I'm doing well. Episode 51, that makes this the Dick Butkus episode. He's hilarious on Twitter. If you're not <laughs> following him, you should be. Uh, he's, he's great. It's so great. Trolling the Rogers. He's I think he's a bum. Joking around about all the podcast invites he got. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Where he's like, thank you everyone for inviting me to your podcast in your mother's basements or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I was like, man, I thought about doing it, but I didn't. <laughs> we, yes, we did not do that. I think that's probably good. But uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he could beat me up from wherever he is somehow. It is so, hilarious yeah. to see how he is still thoroughly a meatball bear you know it's, he's awesome oh. did you hear about his his bitcoin he was gonna make no he tweeted out something about how he needs to get in a, in on the cryptocurrency with butt coin <laughs> <laughs> uh, i might buy one i'd invest in uh, butcoin, my friend yeah i know you would this doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all anyone who's listened knows this for a fact so, uh. Hey, we got lots to talk about, uh, don't we? We do. I guess we'll, we should start with the Bears. The Bears division round was awesome. We'll get to that. But the Bears have a new GM. There's all yes. kinds of coaching potential things. Ryan Poles, <laughs> who if I don't mean- think we have a we, – we don't know. I don't know yet if we're going to have a pipeline to interview him like we could Ryan Pace. Yeah, but the no, Bears that's... have hired Ryan Poles somewhere. I'm sure Ryan Pace is fired up and excited yeah. and sobbing in his tears. I, I just <laughs> I just laugh. Ryan P, you know, did you see the meme, Ryan you know, P. with the, the guy looking at the girl and it's like <laughs> Ryan P is the guy in the middle <laughs> yes. and, and then Olds is the one he's looking at and I then did... Pace is the one like, <laughs> like <laughs> I did see that. Oh, there's clever. So he comes from there. the Chiefs with the only organization he's been with he mm-hmm. was a scout for a long time and then in charge of, some, of personnel for a couple years his claim to fame would be being in the room when they drafted a bunch of good players yeah Mahomes, and i guess being instrumental in revamping the o-line on the fly which was the big reason they lost the super bowl yeah and they're headed back probably to the super bowl probably, which they'll probably win because Mahomes now has a line again and they're deadly when it's all clicking. So yes, tapping into the Chiefs pipeline again. And a guy who's young, 36. Yeah, I like Ryan that he's four P. years younger than uh, than our left tackle. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. If he's even back as a left tackle. Right, yeah. Right, right. And I, I must say, I really I think this is a good spot for our little, you know, educated nerdy part of the show. Mm-hmm. All these little comparisons that people like Hub and others are drawing between pace and poles are very superficial. We joke around about the name. We'll have fun with that for however long this guy's here. But I don't care that he's with one organization, and so is Pace. Poles has actually done quite a bit more there with way more GMs. Like they've had Scott Pioli, 
they of course currently have Brett Veach. He's worked with Andy Reid, obviously. Like there's more than just, you know, Sean Payton, Mickey Loomis in this right. influence. Yeah. I like it. I mean, and young is fine. I don't mind young at all. I don't care at all. No. Don't care about any of that. So I can see where people are like, oh, it's pace all over again. But it's like, eh. I mean, there are some similarities, but people sure. who use that are very hesitant to mention the differences too. And there were other teams that really wanted it. Like it, reports are that the Vikings really wanted him to uh, come be their GM. And I got to love jumping the Vikings for fields and now for polls. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, and yeah, he's coming. If you're, gonna pick a guy from an organization with recent success there's none better than the chiefs obviously right. about to go to their a big difference i think between being part of the group that picks pat mahomes and coming in when they already have drew Brees. Mm. yes that is a very good distinction that As said w- it's still all about getting the qb right for sustained success and what you pointed out too, the fact that he's worked under three different GMs and didn't just uh, I think it might even be four, but I'm was he, he oh no, he also worked under um the guy that originally drafted Hill and Kelsey, who is often considered to be sort of a rude guy. I can't remember his name now. Terrible mm-hmm. drawing a blank. I like the fact too that uh, I'll, I'll think of it. I like that he's a scout, you know, that that's his thing. He's a you know what I mean? Lineman too. Yeah, and I was, yeah. So we're gonna have a GM who's gonna understand the importance and not just the lip service of building up your offensive line and defensive line. Yes, and I mean uh, he was an under. It's really funny story that he was an undrafted free agent signed by the Bears, yeah. who now gets to be the guy calling the shots for those kind of decisions. Yeah. Great. He did. He was never on anyone else's roster after that. Dorsey, was John Dorsey. That was John the other Dorsey. guy. Okay. So he worked under Pelosi, <laughs> Dorsey, and Beach. Are the three Pelosi? Names. But then you've also got Andy Reid in there. Mm-hmm. He worked with Nancy Pelosi. Pioli. Oh, Pioli. Okay. Scott Pioli. I thought you said I might Pelosi. have said it wrong. Ooh, okay. I might have. How dare you, sir? This guy worked for Trump. And Pelosi, <laughs> he's seen both sides of the debate. No. That Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> this Ryan Pales guy. <laughs> How do you mispronounce polls? I'm trying to figure out what the meatballs say. I got yeah, all, you, all you got to do is mix Scott Pioli. With... I might have said Pelosi. Okay. I'll, I'll just own it. We'll call it my bet. Remember to just mix pace with uh, foals. And there you go. Polls. Yes. Yeah. Put that through your mind. Yeah. And exactly. There. Done. All right, so uh, this is kind Let's of funny how... time out for two seconds. Okay. Sorry. I, I want to make sure this is clear. I'm not going to pretend I have any idea if the guy's going to be any good. Correct. Just the logic behind hiring him is fine. Yes. And, and let's not act like we know enough about these guys to really say definitively. Right. You know it's what is... Too many variables, too difficult a job. Mm-hmm. I, I don't hate how they got there. And correct me if I'm wrong, he is not a Polian guy, right? No, not so, connected in any way that's obvious. Yeah, that's what was a big fear for everyone else that, oh, they're going to do just like uh, Ernie Acorsi and, you know, hire his friend John Fox and they're going to do the same thing. But uh, that does not seem to be uh, the case. 
Right. So, yeah. and okay. So, what were you going to say before I launched into that? I don't know. That was like a minute ago. Oh, yeah, it's a long time. We'll you see. suck, Chris. I'm like a goldfish. You know, don't have like like an eight second memory. Every eight seconds, my brain resets. No yeah, <laughs> my brain resets every eight seconds to bears. The bears. <laughs> well, we should throw out the fact that today is the 36th anniversary of the one and only Super Bowl won by the Bears. I meant to lead with that. Uh, Happy 46 to 10. The Bears. Such <laughs> <laughs> beautiful memories. I wish yeah. I had them. I just remember the Super Bowl shuffle. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. You can watch all the games on YouTube. If you uh, wanted, I, I just want to watch a, a good Bears team in the current. By the way, one thing, if I could, <laughs> if I could make a little tangent, you know how people say, "Oh, we got to oh, blitz absolutely. more," like the '85 Bears did. You know, they were always pushing. In in rewatching bits and pieces of '85 Bears games, they really only ran out of their '46 formation on third down, obvious passing downs. Like the rest of the time, they were in a 4-3 or, you know, just like another package that's really not out of the ordinary. But I just thought it was interesting that, you know, history, at least in a lot of Meatball Bears fans, like myself, I will freely admit, we have this memory of them always just every down, blitz, 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 kill the quarterback, kill the quarterback. But, you know, it was really much more, uh, um, there was some sense to it. There was some logic to it. That does make sense. I just the, the way they won was apparently super fun to watch at the time. It was. It is not possible now. Basically. No, it's not. They would have so, no players by the playoffs. Been part of the problem on some level is trying to recapture the magic of something that doesn't work right. anymore. It right. And they'd all been so suspended and fine. Yes. <laughs> is the Okay, so Poles is in the building. Yes. He's hired. George picks him up. People lose their minds. I think it's a nice personal touch by George. It is. I wants him, and I love that I he don't was. Understand why people are upset about that? No, and I love the fact that he was decorated head to toe in Bears gear. I love that. Let's be upset at about thirty years of futility. Yes, and few playoff wins and one Super Bowl appearance only. I got lots of good reasons to clown on the Bears, but George mm-hmm. picking the guy up at the airport isn't one of them. No, it decked out in Bears gear. Nothing wrong with that. You can just tell that George loves the Bears. He may love the Bears yeah. as much as George Kittle loves the Bears. I love the Bears. Ooh, so he <laughs> Yes, <the> Bears. <laughs> he does. Yes. Hey, we'll get to the Niners. Yes. We'll get to our heroes. <laughs> um... <laughs> So now, they, now, now Poles is in the building. He's officially hired. He's interviewing guys right off the bat. That's shades of pace where they made him interview. Uh, was it Todd Bowles was like already there? And they're like, here, interview him while you're here. Uh, okay. It was like hi, the first hi, thing he did. So he, <laughs> I'm fired up. So he's interviewing Quinn, I guess, maybe still as we speak. He already interviewed Caldwell yesterday and Eberflus this morning. And Dan Quinn. And those are supposedly the those are the apparent three finalists because they're the only ones getting a second interview. Caldwell, Eberflus, and Quinn. And I was afraid and that they the... are staunchly saying that yeah. polls is gonna make the hire. And there were tweets that no one else was in the room or whatever, mm. if you trust them. So one, that's what I want. I don't want them interfering with him at all. Yes. 
But two, I'll ask you first, what do you think of those three as the finalists? Well, um, did you hear Matt Spiegel on the score today say that those are the three names that Poles gave George? As I, I want to talk yeah, to and I'm pretty sure guys. he's getting that from the Bears blogger who's been all over this whole process. Who's been right? He's a, a he's got no check mark and he's been right about a lot of stuff. So kudos to you in case you're listening, but he's probably not. But that's okay. Yeah, we'll tag right. him. So <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do, do it. it. Um, so how do I feel lot. about those? I don't feel. You know, it, I think if this is going to sound bad, but if Caldwell were younger, I'd say him easy of those I know, three i hear you because i feel like we'll just be here again in three years yeah if caldwell caldwell supposedly they articulated a plan for fields that they were that Polis right. was impressed by yes which is the only thing i'm worried about to be totally blunt. exactly yeah uh so he's the, out of those three he's my leader but i don't love any of them like i, I would have yeah. all of them quite a bit but my top tier is really simple dable hack it left because i want to get the offensive coach in the building and keep that guy in the building the, i don't care what anyone says about all oh, you can just get a new coordinator that's never good yeah if they're great coordinators then fields gets another one next year you know, another one. now ideally he develops to where he's like coordinator proof but the key to long-term sustained success in this league is having a good offense yeah that key to having a good offense is a good coach that's an offensive mind and a good QB. The odds yeah. of getting that right with Dan Quinn or Eberflus, it's just degrees more difficult to keep sustaining it if those guys are your coach. Yeah. And Adam Hogue addressed that in an article, and I saw you throwing shade at him on Twitter. That was awesome. Well, I love Adam really Hogue, but that article was just as damning as it was praising the right. Quinn. Well, and it shows. I, I think, love Hogue. He's like my favorite guy on the beat. Mm-hmm. Him and, and Johns. He brought up. Uh, he brought up the fact a perfect example of what you're talking about. Dan Quinn hired Kyle Shanahan, which worked out great for the Falcons. Matt Ryan gets an MVP. They get to the Super Bowl and should have won the Super Bowl if not for the historic collapse, which uh, was almost duplicated by the by the Bucks and uh, Rams the other day. We'll get to that mm-hmm. later, though. Uh, and then the next two coordinators he hired were, you know, didn't work out. And then he eventually loses his job as coach of the Falcons. So I, that's a very legit concern that you bring up. I totally agree. And I, I just none of them impressed me that much. Caldwell, like you said, if he's younger, I don't like the age is kind of thought there. I know. I but hate it, saying it. Yeah. True that he's 67. You have to wonder how long he's going to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's been underrated throughout his career in a lot of ways absolutely pretty good job with the lions they fell apart when they fired him of course yes. the colts everybody knows that run he would need someone to help him with clock management <laughs> but so i have a lot of questions about the process can i can i ask you some things that are going to sound ridiculous sure this is like super important i've been picking other people's brains talk to cousin nate about it and cousin nate. no one has been able to i need to like tweet former players but no one will answer okay so there's a few things kind of all at once here. Number one, how come whenever it's a leader of men, which is code for a good leader, right? That's just football speak. <laughs> yeah. It's almost always a defensive coach. And there's never this. And whenever they talk about, well, you overpromoted the offensive coordinator. How come that's always the, it's never a D coordinator overpromoted. We always mm. talk about the, the Ron Turners and the North Turners, especially 
overpromoted. Well, isn't Dan Quinn, despite some success with the Falcons, that roster overall underachieved? Yeah. And he was a he's a great DC. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's been a great head coach. I'm sorry, I'm not feeling all the love that he's getting. That's the first question. Yeah, why maybe, is that? Why do we? Because the defensive guys yell more. <laughs> yeah, and maybe you can say the uh, the quick success the Falcons had. I think they were in the Super Bowl his second year. Maybe that's more because second of Shanahan. Yep, that's correct. Maybe more because of Shanahan in the offense than uh, than Quinn. And look what Shanahan's doing yeah, and, with San and Francisco. I'll, I'll get to some more thoughts on Quinn in a minute. Uh-huh. Because like each of these finalists, you can like say this is good and this is not. So we're not. I'm not done on that part. I'll come back to him. But the bigger question I have in leadership, um, and I realize it's going to sound kind of dumb in a sense. So like it's not hard to identify what a good leader does, right? They hold people accountable. They stand up and talk when there's a weird issue that nobody wants to face it. They tackle those things head on. They treat people consistently. They motivate and inspire, and they're organized. Like that's all easy. My question is for all the people who say this is like the absolute most important thing. I don't disagree with you. I would just like to know how a Zoom interview and then a four or five hour visit is enough to tell you if someone's a good leader. How can you possibly determine this? Aren't they all going to say the same obvious things? Probably. (laughs) You can't determine this until they're around the team for a while. We thought for four years that Matt Nagy was a good leader until one story came out where he was a total jerk to Mitch. Yeah, I'm not an idiot. So how can George tell in four hours, a one morning or a two-hour Zoom? Surely these guys are all smart enough that none of them are like, oh, accountability. I'm not going to keep my players accountable. I mean, I think that whole point is much ado about nothing at this stage. They got this far. They know how to speak like a good leader. Yeah. To me, that doesn't differentiate them at all. It's important. I just don't see how you know it until they face adversity with your team. Yeah, adversity is really what's... Yeah, I do. Adversity is really what's going to bring that up. Yeah. Or give the opportunity. When you're down 10 and somebody needs to rally the troops, then I'll know if you can do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, the first time somebody gets a domestic abuse and you, you you either slap them on the wrist or you sit them down for two games i don't know if you keep players accountable then mm. you see what i mean yeah and it's just like it's all over the discussion about these guys oh he's not a leader he's not a leader i'm like how do you how do you tell if what people say about them would matter more than what they'd say in the interview because surely they all say the same things yeah and are these guys as reference like oh yeah no not a leader brian dable nope you know like what to me, it doesn't stand out at all in this scenario. Yeah. Speaking of Brian Dable, did I read that he left New York after his second interview? Like, now he's supposedly the front runner in Miami. Miami. But so he wants to face the monster he helped create twice a year. Mm. Mm. I mean, I'm. I'm on record as absolutely wanting an offensive coach. And I think Dable these last two weeks was an absolute wizard yeah. in the playoffs with play calling. And he's got a stud QB. And I've said before, our QB reminds me of that QB. You have the raw play. ability mm-hmm. that needs to find, but traits you can't teach all that kind of stuff. The side, the speed, the big arm. Uh, he's my top candidate. That's actually on the market. And I don't know why the bears aren't more interested. 
and I know people are saying, oh, well, he doesn't hit, he doesn't interview well. He doesn't come off as a good leader. And I'm like, guess what? If he's putting up 400 yards a game and 30 points, you know what the players are going to do? Love him. Follow. You know, oh, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, love yeah. him, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so, if they're winning games, everything will be hunky-dory. If there's other reasons they don't want to work with him that we're not privy to, okay, move on to the next guy. Why are these three, a two 51-year-old defensive coordinators and a 67-year-old who's been out of the league, your finalists? Well, did I hear that uh, um, Ryan Poles is good buddies with uh, Matt Ryan? From their Boston College Yeah. Yeah, so could that explain? So Ryan's going to hype up Dan Quinn. Yes, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. Maybe he loved How do you like the idea of the Bears coach being the guy that coached your buddy Matt Ryan and was (laughs) on the team with your other buddy Dak? How much will this hurt your soul? Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, you know, as a religious person, I believe anyone can repent and come to the light. So, okay, you know, I would... So, but he had nothing to do with okay, so Dak, you know. So Dan Quinn seems to be the leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I guess players love playing for him, and people say all these nice things about him. I mean, no one ever says anything bad really during all this, typically. The other big plus for him is supposed to be his ability to put together a good staff, which you've been kind yes. of alluding to. Yes. Which I did say a few weeks ago is like the other huge thing for me. What's your plan for the offense and fields? What's your staff? So he supposedly gets glowing re- reviews on the staff. And I'm like, okay, he did have, he is the guy that hired Kyle Shanahan. He had Matt LaFleur as his QB coach at one point. Those are definitely pluses. But then he did not make as good a hires when those guys left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't see how nailing it one time and then botching it the next how is this a net positive the next two the next two he botched is that's my point in my comment quick back to hoag's article it's mm-hmm. like look yeah but then he didn't get it right so I, I don't i guess i just don't get the appeal of that what if, if he, he yeah uh, if you could promise me he's gonna hire a coordinator as good as shanahan and that guy will stay for two years at the end of those two years justin fields will not need to worry about who his coordinator is okay there's what a if, lot of ifs there what, let me add another one. What if Dan Quinn is head coach and so and asks Jim Caldwell to be his offensive coordinator? That's an interesting thought. Um, I'd have to see how Caldwell did as coordinator. Did he call all the plays with the Lions? You know, you got Peyton Manning half calling the plays in Indy. So right, right. As far as scheme goes. I would assume. I think he called the plays in Detroit. I would think so. And their offense was good. I mean, he never if they hire Eberflus or Quinn, the whole key to my reaction is going to be who's on the staff, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I, like, ooh, don't do it. I can't stand these guys. I just, it doesn't mesh well for me with where the league is and the fact that you do have fields to go for a DC. It just doesn't, I don't think it makes sense. I think the Bears are thinking, well, Nagy burned us, so we're not going to do that again. And I'm like, Nagy has nothing to do with these other candidates. Mm-hmm. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope if they hire one of those guys, he's terrific. Yep. But I just feel like they're going to bring a coordinator in. If it goes great next year, he's gone. Mm. 
Unless maybe it's a guy like Caldwell, who's, you know, uh, I don't want to be a head coach. He would be the ideal guy in terms of not chasing the head coaching gig at 68, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. Same thing he said earlier. Is Caldwell more believable as the coordinator for Eberflus? I don't know. Why do you say that? Colts connections. Oh. Oh, yeah. There's I keep so much we don't know. I, I keep mean, forgetting Eberflus is on the Colts for some reason. I'll tell you another thing that would interest me. Dan Quinn bringing in Mike McDaniel, the guy from the Niners, coordinates mm. their running game, but is supposed to be very good in the pass game too. Hello, child. Um, <laughs> and hilarious in his interviews. Mm. Just sign me up for the comedy. Okay. I guarantee you, though, if Fields has a great year and you get a young guy like that, it's going to get looks at the, the big job. Yeah, yeah. Look, even uh, in our recent Bears history, the uh, first year that Jay Cutler was with uh, – Oh, what's his name with the big rolly eyes? Uh, in the Adam first. Gase. Adam Gase. Yeah, they had a good first I got you together. this time. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, after that, yeah, the whole uh, the Bears offense didn't really look so good after that. I guess my point is Dan Quinn might just kind of be the Levy, who I think is the best coach in my lifetime. But yes. why did Levy not get over that, actually get over the hump for good? Offensive coordinator. Couldn't get the coordinator and the QB right. So I would bring back Leftwich in a second. I would bring back Hackett just to see. uh, And the other thing, I would really like to see another interview just so we know. That was a one, that was a guy Poles wanted to talk to. That would be really help with the whole are they making him do this like Pace and Fox? Yes. Yes. So I think. Even just the optics of it, the Bears would be wise to just have some interviews tomorrow that were not those three. Mm-hmm. Does it mean anything to you that we haven't heard anything much about how today's ones went? No. Maybe there will be some more tomorrow and Friday or whatever. Yeah. The fact that we're uh, it's uh, 7.20 p.m. right now, so there's probably not much more happening today, right? Or maybe, I don't know, football business hours. I guess the ink could be drying and the news could break any minute. Technically, yeah, stuff would have been but stuff the big news right now though. is the Jaguars are not yet hiring Byron Leftwich because they're bringing Hackett in. Mm. It feels like, in a lot of ways, we're waiting for the first domino to fall between Denver, Miami, the Giants, and us. Mm. And the Vikings are just kind of sitting there with the other teams. Yep, so. That's enough on that until we know more. Uh, I think we agree that we have a lot stronger thoughts on the coach than the GM because you yes. see them a lot more and you know a lot more about them. Right. To the feast that was last weekend. Ha! Oh, injected into my veins, Chris. Was there a I better... said it was the best football weekend of the year, and boy, did it deliver. Oh, my, you were correct. Yes, you were. Historically, Ooh. well, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Every game. Three game-winning kicks, and then the – Epic slugfest that was Allen's versus Mahomes. What a, mm-hmm. what a weekend. And that game was extended because of a last-minute kick. So, whew, true. great stuff. All right, where do you want to start? Do we want to go in game order? So, like, Bengals. Uh... Yeah, we can do game order. Bengals, Titans. Yeah, that uh, one. I think we we thought the Titans were vulnerable, and they were. Yeah, they were. And, boy, did the, they have uh... peaked with Tannehill. You're not going any further with Tannehill. No, no, you're not. Yeah, the home field. This was the year you could have. Mm-hmm. You got Henry back. Didn't really look right, though. So maybe that's no, worth keeping in mind. But Tannehill's one of these guys, like a lot of the middle-tier QBs, when it's all going well and clicks, he'll put up big numbers and 
blow mm-hmm. a team out. But when it's not going well, he will not pull you out of it. No, he's like the uh, Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer's winning quarterback, Super Bowl winning quarterback. He's, he's a bit better than those guys, I would say, but not. But in that he's... mold, in that like game. Joe Flacco, you know, like when yeah. Flacco was on fire and you could yeah. win with him. Kerry Collins had the one year he was on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Yeah. So Burrow winning that game didn't surprise, I don't think, at all. No. Nine sacks and they Nine won. Sacks. Somebody tell Matt Nagy you can you can do that. <laughs> Burrow's awesome. And he's he's getting well, the attention he deserves. Yep. Yep. And he was a fun team. He wasn't particularly uh strong in that game, but I mean nine sacks, who's it going to be, I guess. Um, three hundred and forty eight yards by the end of it though. Yeah, but only what twenty points, nineteen points. Yeah, that within. Yeah, they they had to settle for field goals because all the sacks too. That was the that was so the Andy bad. Dalton special. <laughs> it was like an ugly game, but still fun. But but here's why here's why I want to make a point on the Bengals and then we we'll go to the next game because I don't want to take forever with this. But yeah. where do you suppose you know Bengals fans were after a two and fourteen season? They get Joe Burrow. They're super excited. He looks pretty good. Blows out his knee. That fan base is probably like, oh, crap, what's next? Here we go again, yep. Bears are like, man, Fields missed a bunch of games. He didn't, you know, have great numbers, blah, blah, blah. And then next year, here the Bengals are in the AFC Championship. If you get the QB right, it can turn around in a hurry mm-hmm. if you give them weapons. Mm-hmm. That's my lesson for Bears fans. No, I'm not saying Fields is Burrow, although their college stats, the one year they both played the full season starting are remarkably similar. Because mm-hmm. Fields wins the Heisman any other year with those numbers. Just take solace in the Bengals. You know, it can happen. Yeah. Can I They're like the Detroit Lions and just boom, AFC yeah. Championship because they got the QB and they got weapons? Can I jump in with something real quick here? It seemed like uh, earlier in this season it was, yeah, Justin Fields, he may, you know, have a lot of the traits of, uh, of um, oh, what's his name? Buffalo. Why am I not remembering Allen. his name now? Josh Allen, yeah. Josh like he, Allen. Chris is on a road trip, everyone. I am. I'm <laughs> at a conference, a retreat, yeah. So I was. I drove for six hours today. I'm in uh, the state of misery right now. No, I told Mark there's cardinal stink everywhere. And he said, that's mm-hmm. the scent of championships. Something to that effect. Like, Lingering in the air. Anyway. Anyway, Fields could be, so yeah, Josh there. Allen. But, oh, he, you know. He, I don't think he'll be like a Joe Burrow can be. And then this last week it was, well, you know, Fields may be able to be like Joe Burrow, but, oh, not like Josh Allen. You know, I, did you hear any of that at all? How it flips? Yeah. Well, I just think it, it's just funny how Fields' is like combined stats have created skepticism, and that's just the lazy box score stuff again. Gotcha. Okay. He was in a terrible situation. I saw a hilarious thread where a guy just was – totally owned a Packers fan mm-hmm. and quoted Allen's stats. He's like, yes. so you, you would give up on a young QB who had these stats and it's like practically the same as Fields. And the guy's like, yeah, doesn't have any idea that it's Josh Allen. You just, you just cut Josh Allen. You yeah. idiot! Congratulations. That was beautiful. All All right. Right. Those Go poor cheeses had a so, rough week though. So, yeah. Oh, man. Enjoy it. It's it's the best part of the year for us way too often, and I'll say it, and I hate that that's the reality we're in, but when the Bears are perennially pretty miserable, Packers losing the playoffs day is always one of my favorites. 
and uh, I couldn't how... resist tweeting out the 49ers own you every day of your life. They own you. <laughs> oh, and four in the playoffs against oh, the Niners. Four. Oh, and four. Yeah, and the Niners won without a quarterback. <laughs> Ten so, points. The uh, the Niners didn't score an offensive or nope. a defensive touchdown, and they won the game. Yep. Yep. Aaron Rodgers was bad. I like yes, all people like, oh, you know, he, nope. Don't look at those numbers. One TD. The, the first drive was great. The rest of the game, he was terrible. The Niners got him off his spot, and he couldn't just throw it to Adams constantly. And then by the end of the game, he was missing his reads. There was the play where Lazard was wide open. He forced wide it to Adams in double coverage. Open. Wide Stuff open. he just doesn't screw up in the regular season. He is now 11-10 and 10 in the playoffs. QB wins is not normally a stat I endorse, but we're trying to think about a long career arc here. Yeah, right. He's right. not gotten it done in the playoffs with sometimes, you know, like when the Niners beat the tar out of them a couple years ago, that was all the Green Bay defense. Yes. Right. The Niners had like 300 yards rushing. Yeah. This game was right there for the taking and he choked it away. Yeah. And you can't really blame the weather because he's played in cold weather his whole career. And uh... if, if the weather was such a factor or oh, bare weather is the dumbest thing about this fan base, <laughs> yeah. the Niners would have not stood a chance. Not the, anybody can be the tougher team. The Giants have done this to the Packers in bare weather, too. Mm hmm. As if the, nobody on the Niners grew up in the Midwest or something. Anyway, the you know, Niners' some... skill is being tougher than you and <laughs> not giving up. It's crazy. Now there's the meatball in me. Mm-hmm. But they're just like, nope, we're going to keep punching you in the mouth. They were down 17-zip to the Rams the last game of the year, came back and won. Yeah. out physical the Cowboys. I mean, how much do you love the Niners with George Kittle? Plus, they just beat Dallas and Green Bay for you. I know. You gotta with love G- that with Jimmy G from Arlington Heights and, and George- Robbie Gold and Robbie Gold and George Kittle and Jimmy G dropping an FTP. Yes, after he the did. Game, talking oh, to Gold. <laughs> that was great. And I, I like that a lot of people pointed out. Yeah, he grew up a Bears fan. That was the ten-year-old Jimmy G coming that out there. Was. In that <laughs> I can't believe they're doing this with him not playing really all that well. He's got like it's- two injuries playing through. To be fair. It's crazy. I don't know how much they can keep it up, but oh, God they're... bless them for what they did Saturday. Yes, yeah. I don't think they win this weekend, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. And I was I was uh, trying to explain this to my poor wife while her eyes glazed over and she passed out. <laughs> uh, but this was feels like a real turning point as a Bears fan. It did. They had the one seat. They had the ice bowl. They have the two-time reigning MVP once we get to that announcement. Mm-hmm. And they have all this cap space dilemma. Adams is a free agent. A lot of people already know all this, but like they're 40 million over before you even get to having 51 players, which means in practical terms, they're more like 50 million over. Ooh. And the cap is always manipulated. Like they'll mm-hmm. figure something out yeah. for some of that. But they are going to be a less talented team one way or another next year, and they might be in a full rebuild. So this could have been a even better thing for Bears fans than just, oh, they got eliminated mm-hmm. and you're good. They mm-hmm. might be done for the time being. Might. We don't know yet. Some of the they things- will not be the one seed next year just because even if Rodgers and Adams come back, they're going to have to cut too many people to be as good as they've been elsewhere. And that will mean they aren't the one seed. And some of be the better th- than anyone in the division if they're both back, though. 
some of the things Roger said in his post game though were like, "Ooh, it sounds like he's uh, not planning on being back next year." He had that comment about it was if they're not doing... a ringing endorsement of the idea of coming back. No, no one knows. I'm not going to speculate there, but it is possible that we are at the end of the 30 years of Hall of Fame QB horror. Yeah. And he can't do like what uh, what Brady did, you know, in picking a team that you know was pretty much just a quarterback away from uh, competing if for a Super Bowl. Denver, he will. But he was already the on the one seed. He was already on the one seed in the conference. I mean, Brady left because he wanted to prove he could do it without Belichick. That's totally what that was. Rogers. The one reason I yeah. think he might stay is because the biggest reason he was upset. They seem to have smoothed over. But Maybe. is he just sick of it all? And fans turned on him in a hurry. Yes, they did. I like how he's the victim with all the stupid things know, he said. Oh, it's my fault that you're saying dangerous things. Sure, uh-huh. Aaron. I like that one. But, but it's funny seeing Packers fans of all people uh-huh. turn on. I'm like, yep. wow, you guys are super grateful. Mm-hmm. Well, they're mad that they've only got one ring from him when they should have had more. And they're rightfully mad about yeah, that. They are. That, that, this is, that's going to be the story of his career right now. It's pretty Unless amazing. You can rewrite it somewhere. Yeah, it's, been, it's pretty amazing how great he has been in the regular season every year and then just not in the postseason. I mean, that's why Brady's the GOAT. It's the postseason. Even when Did even you, 20- the other thing that was telling was when he dropped Manning's name and Elway's name in his going out on top comments. Oh, I, I didn't like, catch that. the two oh. Broncos, and the Broncos, of course, are supposed to be like all over trying to acquire him. Yep. But even the one even his one championship, I mean, he played very well in Super Bowl. What was that? 40 was that 45? Whatever it is, when they yep. beat and before the- that he barely beat Caleb Haney. But that's the thing, even in that. Healthy in Jay, the Bears run. probably win that game. If Jay's healthy and if you don't get that uh, B.J. Raji pick six, that was the difference in that game. It was not Aaron Rodgers. It was a defensive touchdown. That was the difference in that game. So, yeah, even, even when he did win, it wasn't because he carried them through the postseason. But he did have an outstanding Super Bowl. That That's one of the better quarterback Super Bowl games I ever remember sure. seeing. But he needed help. And he's not gone on one of these, like, great, crazy runs in the playoffs. Like, guys like Flacco and Eli Manning no have, and Rodgers really has it. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's the double Flacco pod. Triple it's Flacco. Crazy. Oh, no. It can't stop. Yeah, Flacco was like the so, 2000, uh, 2005 White Sox starting pitching staff. Just like an yeah, unbelievable yeah, postseason run. Thank you. What was that? It's the 06 Cardinals. No, we're not going to Detroit in three. <laughs> Cardinals in five. <laughs> you know, like that shouldn't have happened, but it mm-hmm. did. So yes, the 11 did. team was actually good, but the 06 team also finally got healthy. So I was, I was way too giddy yeah. at, at Robbie Gold's kick. Oh. And it was just perfect. And, and the, yes. the tears that must have been flowing from the broadcast booth after they called the kick. I'm telling you, Joe Buck sounded like he was crying. And I'm not just... I, I decided to bring it up so you could talk about it. Did you? Is that why? His voice cracks while he's talking about it. And he sounds like he's got a little... Like, go back and listen to it. I was like, oh, is Joe Buck crying? Like, probably not, that but it sounded like that. Gold. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Guy who hates All right. Chicago. Um, I have very little to say about Rams-Bucks other than that game should have been a blowout and wasn't, which is part Tom Brady craziness and part Rams fumbling. Okay, let me... Let me... The Rams are hard to trust, aren't they? Like, they were beating the doors off of them. Yes, they were. 
Let me throw up something there. Dropping the ball, literally. Is there is the Tom Brady mystique better than Tom Brady? No. Because always his numbers are too good, his championship total is too good. Chris, he's been in so many Super Bowls, you can hardly evaluate the era. But isn't that because all these great players never win? Like Philip Rivers probably goes to two or three. But isn't it in the back of your mind the whole the Rams the whole time? Like, oh boy, here comes Brady. Brady's gonna be this. That's what I'm saying. But there's another thing Brady doesn't get enough love for. He takes pay cuts so the teams can keep the players. Now that's true. Needs. That's very true. But I mean, he in that game, that all the time. Didn't you think the Rams were going to lose eventually? Didn't you think that? Oh, once the once they got the momentum going, I was like, oh my, my gosh, he's going to do it again. Chris once they tied it. Once they t- <laughs> forget me. But once they tied it, didn't you think they were going to win? I did. What is with the defensive coordinators with the chance at jobs this cycle botching obvious late game scenarios? I I don't know. What it's are a... you doing with one safety on Cooper Cup? Yeah. <laughs> and Leslie Frazier, oh my gosh, did he ever crap the bed the final two minutes? Yes, he did. Let's get there. Let in me a allow second, the three though. plays that I can't allow. <laughs> yeah. Can I say something about right. Matthew Stafford real quick? Yeah, did, and then we'll move on to the, did he, the yeah. slugfest. Did he possibly change the the narrative on his career? Not yet. With that play, I mean, maybe no? a little bit. Okay, because yeah, I, not I, only... I like him. I'm I'm happy for him. I enjoy you know Pat Stafford and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. But but Pat he made Stafford. Sorry, he made that throw. That throw was maybe the best throw of the weekend. And there were a his lot of good physical ones. abilities as good as anybody. It's fun seeing him succeed getting out of Detroit. But he didn't and, lie uh, himself. Yeah, that's the thing. It was a great throw, and he did it with all the clunkers this year, though. Oh boy, but... when he's bad, he's still really crazy yes, bad. Yes. But he's very good when he's good. But in that, so I was game... happy for him. The monkey's off the back on the playoff wins thing. Yeah, for him. But think but... about, but think about that throw to Cup. In that moment, the crowd is going nuts because the Bucks oh, yeah, just yeah, came back for him. Just came back, and Indomitian Sue is barreling down on him and pops him right after he releases the, the play ball. of his career for sure. It was phenomenal. I was so happy for him, and I'm not even a Stafford Lions Rams fan, but I was so happy for him. In it's because we owe Lions Twitter and Reddit for some of the best moments I on guess. our pod. That's I thought that was phenomenal. All right, now to maybe the best game in recent memory. Holy cow, that was crazy. That. It was just, it was just incredible, and like when you get to the end of it, and they both are just trading haymakers. It's like forty-yard <laughs> touchdown, twenty-five-yard touchdown, thirty-eight-yard touchdown. I'm like, what is happening? How am I supposed to like turn this off when it's over and just go to sleep? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it goes to overtime. You're like, you stupid overtime rule. Fourth and but, thirteen, and Josh Allen's like, nah, I'm going for the touchdown now. Or fourth and eleven, yeah. something like that. It's like just the the cojones on the QBs and the play callers, just marvelous. Um, really bad defensive play calling. And Tyree <laughs> killed the video game. Yeah, Tyree killed a video game. I, I love the whole like the one thing you can't do is let Kelsey get to the sideline on an outbreaking route to give Mahomes a chance for one more throw for the field goal. And that's exactly what Leslie Frazier allows with the defense he dials up where they're playing way too deep at that point. I'm like, you don't cover the field goal line yet. That's the next play. Would you try not to even let them get to it? Bad to not squib kick there too. 
Yep. I don't get that at all. You want to, why didn't you do everything you could to take time off the clock? I don't understand that. People always are familiar with football being a game of inches. And I, and it, it is, but more than that, it's a game of seconds mm-hmm. and milliseconds mm-hmm. right down to like, if your guy is pulling to run, you know, a sweep and he's there late, there goes the play. Like, it's not just the clock. It's like the timing of all the complex plays but the clock is the part that should be super easy to understand and that the bills didn't do everything they could to take even less off. Nope. They obviously thought they had it won. And Mahomes, what do you have 177 yards passing in the after, final two minutes? After the two minute warning, after the two minute warning. <laughs> Just unbelievable. It's early. I know he's only 25 or six or whatever, but my goodness, this is legitimately the most awe-inspiring start of a career ever there's a lot of things that go into it but he's totally on track to be in the goat conversation if he does this for another 12 years or 10 years or whatever because he's absurd just five years in, i saw a wonderful meme the only way to stop pat mahomes is to have cliff kingsbury as his coach because (laughs) i didn't really do anything with him ouch (laughs) yeah Poor Josh Allen, though, man. Josh Allen. And um, I thought he was the best player on the field that game, too, Josh Allen. I think he had a better game than Mahomes because I think he was under duress a little bit more and still making huge plays. I mean, the amount of times – this is the other skill that they have that I think people see it all now, but that Fields has. The amount of times that they both are just like, "Mm, nope, not going to sack me. Mm -hmm. That is so important in the league now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always been important, but like the best QBs just extend the play and then pull something out of their hat, and you know it's twenty yards, thirty yards, touchdown, Tyree Kill, whatever. Mm-hmm. Fields, will, I think, get a little bit better at it than he was this year. There's still, to me, those like seventeen-yard loss sacks in there. But you see what what you're going for when you watch Allen or Mahomes deacon de- end and then sidestep a defensive tackle and then still hit the tight end for the first down. They're not taking off and running. They're just impossible to bring down. They sometimes take off and run, especially Allen. But yeah, he's, it's not like the immediate thing they do. And that's why Fields is trying not to just take off and run. I know yeah. why. Yeah. Just need to pick a spot. But you see what the ideal is for that play style when you watch those two guys. Yeah. A lot he's of not des- there yet, but that's a lot of yeah. A lot of designed runs for Allen. I was surprised. More yeah, Allen had really a like. bunch of them. So, and then Mahomes doing the sidearm thing. Oh, gosh. Oh, and I, I, we got to get to the picks because I got to get to help with the kids going to bed. But Andy Reid with an all time line where he tells him before the 13 seconds, when it's grim, yeah, you be the grim reaper. I'm like, run through that wall, man. Uh, That's a that's just cool. I love that. When it's grim, be the grim reaper. What a what a guy, Andy Reid. Retire already, so I can it's, enjoy you broadcasting. It's corny but awesome. Yes. Yeah, it's corny but awesome. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's perfect from him. Yep. yep. Justin Fields is at the Bulls game today. They gave him a Fields one Bulls jersey. There's nice. your Twitter update. Did they boo him like okay. Mitch? I I highly doubt it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Championship. Pick them championships. I'm bummed that we don't have Saturday games. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Bengals at the Chiefs. As much as I love the Bengals, this shouldn't take us very long. Yeah. Chiefs. 
they beat the they beat the Chiefs in Cincinnati when they, they had a lot more to play for than the Chiefs did, and mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to win this one. They're just not ready for this game yeah. just yet. No, they're an up and coming team, and Burrow's going to have his say in the whole Allen Mahomes yes, thing. Yes, he will. I hope he's more than Manning and Brady's Philip Rivers, if you know what I mean. Ah, oh, interesting. You got Herbert a, in there too, man. The AFC QB sh- thing is loaded. All the more reason to build around Fields. The NFC's losing all its QBs. Uh huh. It's right, possible Fields could be the best QB in the conference in a year or two. It really is, and definitely division if Rodgers leaves. Isn't that crazy? It's yep. like Dak and Russell Wilson, who also might be traded, and then a bunch of young guys you got to see who develops the best. Field and Murray, Kyler Murray, of course. Mm. Stafford's not going to play that much longer, is he? I don't remember how old he is, but he's only got a few years. Oh nine. Okay, so we agree it's the Chiefs. Yep. And I just think the Bengals—they're good. That they shouldn't be just taken lightly. They could pull off this upset. They could. The Chiefs win these games. They just they just always find a way. They're too well coached. They have both teams have explosive playmakers. The Kansas City ones have the experience. And I think for now, that matters. But the Bengals are going to be a factor yep. moving forward. Yep. AFC is okay. going to be fun Much more the next 10 difficult years. game. Oh my goodness, yes. Mm. This next game, though, I don't really know. I still haven't made a pick. <laughs> Niners at the Rams. Niners getting three and a half points, which means Vegas is basically calling it a coin toss. I'm going with the Rams. Um, the On Niners, paper, they're definitely better. Yes. Right? And I'm, I'm doing that because of quarterback play. Again, I, I'm going with the better quarterback, which I did last week too, and look where that got me. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think mean, the Rams should win. They should, yes. They are better. I will just for kicks take the Niners because they just find seem ways. to always find way. It's I guess I'm doing the same thing I did with the Packers game, and it, it like I mean I'm expecting the same kind of thing from the Niners where they just beat you up until your offense is not quite clicking and they make enough plays. However, this has a big asterisk. I've got to have a healthy Debo and a healthy Trent mm-hmm. Williams. Mm-hmm. And then Wednesday night, I had know they've both practiced. I assume they're both playing. But if either one of them is out, forget it. Yeah. And Jimmy G is not going to win the game. Uh, it's still a miracle that they did beat the Packers, but, you know, forever. Loyally, wonderful we got to give that more love. <laughs> but that was phenomenal. Uh, we forgot to talk about that. Like The Packers' special team was a disaster all year. We saw it in the second yep. Bears game. And, and then my... for it to bite him is just mm-hmm. such a hilarious little story. My Packer fan friend said all year, boy, if, if – uh, the special teams will be the downfall of this team. And they were right. That's exactly what a blocked field goal and a blocked punt were the difference. Yes, and I'm sure there's that game. there's plenty of blame to give them there, but the offense still didn't score enough. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers should have and put they more still, than 10. Exactly. The defense is the they're the ones who should be ticked. Mm-hmm. They played great. They were great. They gave up six points. Great. And half of them won't be on the team next year. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. That's a real shame. I feel yeah. Awful let me just console myself about here. that. Um, All right, take it away, well, sir. I've got well, the children to put okay. to bed. Go ahead. Let, no, I got a minute, but if I can say morning. one more thing, how amazing is it that in the NFC playoffs, there's no Cowboys, there's no Packers, no Aaron Rodgers, no. You can Tom thank the Niners. Brady. Thank the thank Niners the for that. It's like the NFC has. 
like I'll be okay if either one of them wins. On one of them wins, I'm not like rooting against someone, and that's kind of yeah. Nice. It's so, yeah. yeah. I don't really have a rooting interest. I just want good games. Yeah. But again, this is why it's an interesting time as a Bears fan beyond just the GM coach hires. That's why it's so pivotal to get this right and develop fields because the division is sitting on a T potentially. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even maybe the conference to a certain degree, you got a lot to do to catch up to say the Rams, but mm-hmm. there's not really a juggernaut exactly. Like the AFC is a much harder conference to win. Like just that's yep. it. Enough said. You're gonna have four Bears are nowhere near <laughs> that point. Oh, can Correct. I make one other comment? I know I'm yeah, the you're the go. one who has to go. Tis the season of the dumbest phrase in football. He's got a lot of work to do. Franchise X has a lot of work to do. I hate it. <laughs> it's such a bad cliche. I had to deliberately not say it because you see it so many places. I saw an article today with the headline by Dan Weederer, who I think is one of the worst guys on the base, <laughs> talking about Ryan Poles has so much work to do. Every team that's not like in the top four to six has a lot of work to do. This means nothing. He's got a lot of work to do. Oh, really? I thought that everybody was just going to sit around on their hands in the NFL this offseason. Like everyone's working hard. The Chargers it's not a diss on the Bears. There's a lot of work to do. The Lions have a lot of work to do. The Vikings have a lot of work to do. The Packers have even more work to do. The Panthers, a lot of work Everybody, to do. Everybody, not the, named the Chiefs. The Washington. <laughs> the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, then finished runner-up. And you know what they had to do last season, off-season? A lot of work on their the offensive line. Fixed their entire, yeah, a lot of work on their offensive <laughs> line. It's the dumbest phrase. And I just had to vent that. That okay. sounds profound. That's why they say it. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 51, the Butkus episode of Barely Educated. Find us on Twitter. We're at Barely underscore Educated. Buymeacoffee.com slash Barely underscore Educated to join our honor roll, and we'll send you a shirt eventually. <laughs> new ones. Yes, new ones. Oh, they're so nice. Yeah, they're, they're on the way, gents. Well, when I get back in town, they're on the way. Uh, we appreciate you listening and uh, interacting and following us on Twitter. Enjoy this weekend of football and know that perhaps there are better days ahead for our beloved Bears, my friends. Until next Bears. time. Mark Jansen. The eminent archaeologist. I think he's a bum. How dare you, sir? Whoa, I don't think this is going to work out. You suck, Chris. I f- love the bears.